Hello, and thank you for listening to the Founders Corner podcast, hosted by AJ Prasad. Join AJ as he sits down with business owners from around the world to discuss their business struggles. As an entrepreneur and proud owner of many seven-figure web-based businesses, AJ has dedicated himself to helping businesses of all shapes and sizes grow. If you would like to reach out to AJ, fill out the form on our site. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Founders Corner podcast. This is AJ and with me I have Steve Benson. Steve is the founder and CEO of Badger Maps, a sales routing app that helps field sales uh, salespeople close more deals and minimize busy work throughout the sales process. Badger Maps was founded in 2012 and became the number one sales app in the Apple App Store. How are you today, Steve? I'm fantastic, AJ. How are you? I'm pretty good. So could you please uh, tell me a little bit about your business and its successes? Sure. So, uh, I mean, I, I guess the background on Badger, um, we have built a piece of uh, software, an application that runs on the iPhone and uh, the Android and also the, com- the, the computer. Um, it basically, the goal is to help field salespeople be more productive, uh, help them do busy work get get busy work done automatically basically um the areas that we help a ton are and have focused on is we take a a, a field salesperson's territory put it on the map and uh, allow them to colorize and filter by different attributes of the of the, of the uh the territory um and the customer we'll sync up with people's crms which is really helpful for getting crm adoption and um and then we we also uh, we give we have routing and and planning capabilities where they can build out their their schedule for the day. Which customers do I want to see? In what order do I want to see them? What's the optimal way to minimize driving and maximize time in front of the the, the best customer? Mm-hmm. So wonderful. So how many downloads do you have right now? Well, I guess uh, there are about uh, about four thousand companies using Badger for uh for their field sales teams okay so so can you quickly tell us uh, what's the business model I and mean, how do you make money in there sure yeah i mean it's pretty straightforward uh, like like most SaaS software we we charge on a, a monthly or annual basis for and on a per a per user license so okay. um it scales pretty fairly if it's you know, a three-person team, then they buy three licenses, and if they buy, if you, if, if it's a, you know, big company that has a, a thousand people on their team, they buy a thousand licenses. Mm-hmm. That that makes perfect sense. So, uh, total, how many people are using it right now? Approximately. Oh, um, I'm not sure. There's about four thousand companies. I'm not sure exactly how many end users that adds up to be, but. Um, but we we kind of count by the company. Yeah. So you okay? So you count by the companies. Okay. That that's wonderful. So good. You know, we I think that we understand uh, you know the business model now quickly. When you say you know, so is it the biggest application? The routing that uh, it knows, for example, from CRM, it knows who to contact, who knows their addresses, and then then route it right. Am I correct? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's one of the key things people use us for is uh, is helping them figure out how to best spend their time um, when they're out in the field. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So I I think we understand your the business model. So let's go over to your questions that uh, that you have. 
Yeah, I, I had a, a couple questions that I thought would be really great to, to have the opportunity to ask you. Um, so one of the biggest challenges that, that we face is letting people all around the world, um, people who we know that would, would benefit from our service, uh, the big challenge is letting them know that it even exists, right? Uh, people have been people have been doing doing sales and field sales for thousands of years, but there's there's now this this thing that we've created that makes it go be more efficient and work better. Um, but what are some of the best ways to let people know that a, a, a solution like this exists, given that you know we we have a limited marketing budget? Correct. So, you know, before I even tell me what have you been doing right now to get 4,000 people? How did you get those? Well, um, a variety of things. So, uh, people find us because they search for the problem on Google. That's one way they find us. They'll uh, they'll describe, you know, routing application for field sales or um, scheduling app for my territory, um, things like that. And, uh, they'll find us. And then once they found us, they can, uh, we have a free trial and they'll try it out. And if, you know, if they find they enjoy it and it's helpful, mm-hmm. then they can buy it. Um, then, uh, we also have a referral program that's really useful. Uh, and that brings us a lot of customers because if, if anyone who's, who's using Badger tells someone else about it, Mm-hmm. And that person signs up with their link, then we give them fifty bucks. So very similar to like Uber or or Lyft's Uber or Lyft strategy to hey tell your friends and you know we'll give you some free rides. For us, mm-hmm. it's hey tell your friends and we'll give you a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. And because you know our our customer is a salesperson, um, they uh, they're good at communicating why something they have they have you know, salespeople tend to have excellent communication skills. They're good at communicating the value of what we do to their friends and colleagues who they think it'll be useful for. And so it's, it's spread around like that. Um, that's been a great, a great way that we've, uh, that we've found a bunch of people. Um, we, I guess what's unique about what we do or, or what we don't do, most people do a lot of like cold calling, um, to find customers, we've done very little of that. Mm-hmm. So we've we've let it more. We've let people find us, and we've let the people who have found us tell other people about it, um, to a large degree. Okay, that that's been kind of our 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 strategy. Now, now, how um, if you had to to guess, you know, how often people are using it, and how how they would rate your uh, uh, your uh, app. Where do have you done any? Have you tried to find out you know, how they are rating your apps? Yeah, we can see we, we can see how much they're using it and logging in uh, across the different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to use it several times a week. Um, not everyone goes into the field every day. Some reps only go into the field one day a week. Um, but this is still valuable to them that one day a week and the rest of the time when they're planning that time in the field. I'd say the average rep using Badger is in the field three days a week. Okay. And and where, in terms of geography right now, where are your most of the uh, the people who are using your app? Is it like any region or is all over? Yeah, it's it's America. Okay. Um, uh, Canada is real big too. So America and Canada and Australia is really big. Um, 
We uh, we expanded into Europe. So now Badger works everywhere in Europe, works in Asia, uh, works in Central and South America. Uh, really, the only place we that we don't work is in China, but that's that's not our fault. They just they they block they block mm-hmm. Google Maps intermittently too. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Apparently, it, I, I'm it just you know sometimes they block. We, we're we're built on top of Google Maps, and sometimes they choose to they choose to block it. Uh-huh. But, but everywhere else in the world, uh, except for North Korea, which kind of which does the same thing, except all the time, um, everywhere else in the world, I think at this point we work. So and we have customers all over the world. So okay, so that's what I was going. So you have customers all over the world right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, to to your your question, you know, we always say that the first thing you want to do is build upon your success. So obviously, on Google, I'm I'm. I'm pretty sure that you are getting found uh, yeah. when people are looking for those solutions and you already have a referral program. Now, have you looked into social media marketing? Yeah, we, we do we do, do some social media marketing. I guess I, I should also mention we, we get we get um, some leads, not a ton, but we get some leads from, from advertising on, on actual Google. So mm-hmm. Google like the paid ads on Google we, we okay. pay for. We do some we do some retargeting stuff mm-hmm. uh, as well, but um, but yeah, so so I, I guess that's worth that's worth mentioning. But uh, what, yeah. but what was the question? So so the my question was that what what are you doing on social media? Because oh yeah, speaking, I mean that is that is one way when you're looking about letting people know that you can do something interesting and then. That's where you have a chance of going viral. Yeah, yeah. So we we have uh, we have a, a social media presence. We we make a lot of posts. We we do build content and put it out on social media. It gets it does get reshared by and, and we try to we try to get people like thought leaders to to reshare the stuff. Um, so that's uh, and, that, and that's been one thing that we so- do do. So, so do you have some influencers, you know, the thought leaders uh, talking about you right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I think uh, that's an area where I'd really like to do more is get thought leaders to talk about us more. Mm-hmm. But they, there are a bunch of thought leaders in the space who follow us on Twitter, and 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 they do they do sometimes retweet us, which is great when they do. You know, they they when something when we put out an especially useful piece of content, they'll push it to their followers. Um, and on the balance, social media has been a challenge. You know, I think you know sometimes I feel like when I'm when I'm doing social media that I'm I'm in a stadium with eighty thousand people and we're all just yelling different things into the abyss and no one hears anyone. But uh, you know, but I, I know that's not true. I, I, it does things do find themselves find their way to the right people sometimes. But I, it does feel like a very noisy environment. Yeah, you know, um, I have always said that the 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 way you do marketing is obviously you need to know who is your ideal customer. In your case, it's very straightforward. You already know yeah. who your customers mm-hmm. are, uh, and then you need to find out where they congregate, where they they are getting together and like on social media mm-hmm. and then then that's where you want to to show up so uh in yeah. for your product i you know i have uh, i have seen some successes now at facebook uh, just because you know you can target so um, i guess 
you know, you know, you your tar your your targeting can be keep, can be fairly accurate. You can mm -hmm. target. Yeah. But but in your case, you should definitely look into uh, LinkedIn uh, marketing because again, that is where you can uh, you can literally have you know you you can go after the people who exactly you know are using it like mm -hmm. sales managers you know or the sales rep or you can just totally fine tune it and that way you know that your uh, you know either your ad or your post or whatever is showing up in in front of them so yeah you know so i, I like that idea and I, I it it feels like that should work like like i and i getting in particular linkedin like facebook it's more um, B2C and it's more about the demographic. We don't have a particular demographic mm -hmm. that uses this. It's a, it's a particular job title. And the person, you know, the job title being field sales or sales operations is interested in this because they often manage the technology or the, the VP of sales obviously cares about, you know, the, the, the technology that is his reps or his or her reps are using. Correct. But, you know, our Facebook is tough. If it has the job title, which it often does, that can work pretty well, but in, in general, um, you know, that we don't have a demographic. Like it's not like I'm going after, you know, 18 to 23 year old women who, you know, live in affluent zip codes, right? Um, it, which is, you know, I, I agree with that. Uh, it is it is much more suited for B2C, but there are because they do by profession. You can target it, you know, for specific mm -hmm. pro profession. On yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I think that the Facebook. Um, you know, uh, maybe what's trying it because again, marketing is never a science, right? You know, it is, it's an art. It is, um, mm. really trial and error. There's, there's yeah. typically no shortcut, uh, but LinkedIn yeah. seems like a very logical platform. So, so both, and I totally agree. I, I think there, it's all about testing and proving it out and getting it to work. Uh, Facebook, we, Facebook and LinkedIn, we have tried. And they worked, but the acquisition cost was was very high. So there were too many and – and I think that this is maybe a problem. I, I think the advice that you're giving is, is absolutely correct. I think it's maybe a challenge of our, pro, our product is that it's interesting to lots of field salespeople, but um, – but, so they'll, they'll click through the ads when they see an ad about like – you know, however we however we pitch it, routing for your territory, and a lot of times I think maybe they do circle back, but in the immediate term, the number of we get too many clicks off of LinkedIn and Facebook, and they're too expensive to to justify. And and maybe our it's just that our price is pretty low. This isn't expensive stuff, right? It's mm -hmm. it's uh it's eighteen or thirty five bucks a month um, to uh, for for an, for a, a salesperson. Uh, so it's pretty cheap, right? So that, I think that that's actually maybe the challenge. If this was if this was Salesforce, we were selling it for, you know, 150 bucks a pop for per month. You know, all of a sudden you can really pay for some 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 ads okay. like that. But but our the, the LinkedIn clicks were uh, we, we would basically we would we would burn through our budget and get no no signups or we'd get one sign up or something. You know, it wasn't it wasn't enough to pay for for. We basically it's, it was like a funnel that we were we would pour a hundred dollars in and three dollars would come out the bottom and we were like are we doing this wrong what what is what is the problem so we we have work. yeah exactly it's not a, it was not sustainable we, we it's something I'd like to experiment with again um, we'll uh, and, and and I, I 
you know, it would be, it seems like, especially LinkedIn would be so perfect just because we, we can see all the people who are in sales training as their title and we can approach them with a sales training message. It, it, but like I said, it hasn't worked yet. But no, no, did you look at the metrics? So, so do, can you tell me, uh, you know, based on the click, you know, what, so, so first, first, my first question is, so when someone came to your, uh, uh, say a landing page, right from uh, you know from linkedin or your website mm-hmm. what are what are the conversion point for you so is it like they either buy or leave or do you also capture their information um, so this this is a great question and we don't do a we we, we can capture their information um, and get them into a drip campaign i think we need some more collateral to do that right now mm-hmm. we Right now, that you know, we offer to get them on our mailing list. Hey, you like this content? Sign up here. I think we might we might be better off to create some gated content that they'd want to put their put their actual emails into. Um, but because uh, we, we we right now there's not really a great incentive for them to do that. So we consider a conversion from a marketing perspective uh, to be that they well the first, there, I guess there's two gates. There's did they sign up for a trial? And then the second, mm-hmm. so I guess there's the click, and then they land on the website. That's one. Two is signing up for a trial, and then three is actually purchasing the product. Uh, and so that's kind of the funnel that we, the, the way we think about the funnel, you know, pinching down to becoming from a, a you know, never heard of us to a paying customer. Uh-huh. And and I we we lose a lot of the clicks from LinkedIn at the fir- that first hurdle. They click through, and Facebook was the same way. They would mm-hmm. click through, they would land on the website, and then they wouldn't sign up for a trial. And it's hard to say why that was. I mean, and 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 I I love where you went with that about can you can you capture their email somehow? Because that's I I haven't I've created a lot of content, but I tend to not gate it and maybe we'd be better off just gating all the content and, and saying, Hey, if you want this stuff, then if you, if you want this, this PDF of this, then uh, you got to give us your email. Because a couple of things happens, you know, now with, if you have captured email, you will also start to, you can use analytics to see are they, are these the, the exactly the right audience? Because you know, part of the thing is, is looking at metrics is nice, but you have to, to start, on doing a you know, more in-depth analysis, yeah, of who is coming, what is going on, and uh, and once you, that's where you would see you know what what is working now. If you were able to capture the email, and that's why I think that you need to have something gated, something very attractive that is gated, so that you know that okay, who came on the you know on on the site, who had interest. If someone came and and did not see any value in even getting the free one you know that that was the wrong person uh, anyway so, yeah. so so then it's a matter of uh, can we target better uh, and then then once once people start to come in and and get the once you put them through the funnel so the you know a lot of people come in you know for so you know that if 100 people came in for the uh, for the you know whatever the free stuff that you're giving free report or tips or whatever uh, mm-hmm. Then out of hundred, then fewer than hundred will try your your uh, you know uh, go for the free trial, and then fewer than then we a percent of those who went on free trial will become paid, right? So that that is mm-hmm. a typical uh, funnel. So the challenge becomes how do I increase the number on top 
so that anyone that you are driving it through uh, either email campaign or or through LinkedIn marketing or even someone coming on the website, mm-hmm. you want to capture as many of those people as possible uh, to come in and uh, uh, and that way you have a drip campaign and you can see what what happens after that and and like i said the more information you have of the people who got the free report you, you can start to do the analytics and and then you can start to even do you know further fine tuning to say you know what i don't care for these people it may be a certain title doesn't help because mm-hmm. you you are you are getting a lot of those people coming in and making a free report but they never go to the next level so yeah so it's you know marketing have, is always it's an ongoing challenge in the sense that it never it happens only in i guess in in the sales pitch of some marketing people that oh you know you just don't worry you just sit on the beach and and you you just count the money because it's <laughs> happening uh, yeah it is yeah. it is just a matter of you have to just keep on improving uh these your uh, uh, you know looking at the metrics looking at the analytics and and keep on tweaking and making small improvement uh, you, you seldom hit home runs in marketing so most of the victories you get is singles and doubles mm-hmm. and and that's where i would i would focus on can you make incremental uh, improvements if if your you know click through rate is 3% can you make it 3.2 3.3 uh, ultimately 4 5 percent if the conversion is whatever you know 10% can you make it 11 uh and and then again for, to when it comes to conversion i would definitely count the people as conversion the ones who have taken your gated product because those are now you have you can have regular communication with them right? yeah yeah i think i think that's really good advice honestly and um i i i I think you're really you, you said something really that that struck home with me right there that marketing is about incremental wins it's all singles and doubles uh, I'll tell you that that's been so true for us every time I think I've got a home run on my hands for marketing it turns out to be a double <laughs> but but at the same time it's you know the the challenge with marketing is when you're if you've got you know 10 leads a week um you know 10% increase is to get it to 11% Once you got 100 leads a week, well now a 10% increase is, is to get 10 new leads a week, right? So up from yep. 1 to 10. And then all of a sudden you're at 1000 leads a week, and now to get a 10% increase, you got to get 100 new leads a week. And that's really the challenge with marketing is you know, it it's you have to constantly even be making all these these incremental wins and changes across your entire platform or else you you just can't keep the keep the growth up with uh on the lead generation side to keep the keep the sales team fed and healthy with leads and uh and and which which in turn keeps the uh keeps the the revenue of the business growing at, at, yeah. at an attractive rate it really all starts with marketing and it's about those getting incremental wins across your whole stack of uh of 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 lead sourcing and and lead conversions to to make sure you don't slip off and also remember you know as you become more effective in terms of uh marketing which means that now you are the new leads are coming at a lower and lower cost right mm-hmm. and and as the number increases then you also have more resources to to do more intensive marketing i mean there is 
like I said, if, if to get from, you know, there was a, you remember in, in I, may, I don't know, you look very young, but in the, <laughs> in, in late 90s, when there was this dot-com boom, Mm-hmm. I remember, I, you know, I, I had the fortune or misfortune to go and be a CEO of a dot-com company mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. And, uh, and I remember my, you know, my, uh, the investor in that company telling me, well, I wish they had told me when they were recruiting me because I would have never gone there. Their question to me was, uh, we want to get to $100 million in one year. And you come up with a plan to do that. And I just looked at him. I said, I don't think it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him that, uh, listen, I mean, maybe if you spend billion dollars, we can can hit that number. But my simple question to them was, can you give me some example? I guess I will have to go and do some case study because I don't know of anyone who have gone from zero to 100 million in, uh, in one year. Yeah, well, the the fastest I think the fastest to hit fastest company to a hundred million is uh, is Slack, and I think it took them two years. But they're they're the best they're the best uh, SaaS story of that nature in terms of speed and growth. But uh, that that didn't happen till uh, till recently. That that wasn't around you know twenty years ago when when you're talking about exactly. But also remember you know uh, what I was saying that as you start to become more uh, successful, which means you have more customers, which means you have more sales, then you have more resources to go in and put into it. Mm-hmm. Because because anyone, if you look at Stack and you look at the level of investment that, you know, their VCs made for mm-hmm. them to get to the point where they are, then you start to realize, oh, okay, I mean, you know, that, again, <clears throat> when you look at your own business, you have to you have to plan based on the resources that you have access to. Uh, and and yeah. that that you know one of the best book that I would suggest may you know unless you have already read it have you read zero to one? This book uh, I, I I have not read that no I've I've heard of, I've heard it's fantastic yeah but the, I haven't read the, it you know the author is Peter Thiel you know the, <laughs> the in PayPal but more important you know I guess he was the very early investor in in Facebook mm-hmm. but it's it's a really uh, it's a it's an eye opener for someone who is a multi billionaire to when he talks about you know how he did that and 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 how he sees companies happening you know the idea is again he has always he talks about you have to do incremental you have to prove you know get the proof of concept then you have to go and after a small market then you are, you expand your market and you know he gives a bunch of examples mm-hmm. uh, so so that that is what um, you know, my suggestion will be is, is I don't I don't look at others and say I wish I had done this. I you know, I look at others and say, okay, can I learn some lessons? <laughs> yeah. And something can I apply something to my business? So I, in my my sense is that you you have if you focus on on making the uh, funnel bigger, focus on the conversion. How do we, how do you get higher and higher conversion? Uh, again, and make it incremental. Don't don't uh, you know? It doesn't make sense to plan to get. Suppose your conversion is one percent to say, geez, you know, one percent is nothing. What do I have to get to ten percent? Because then that will just throw you off. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of from one, can I do two percent? And then it becomes a 
whole different challenge, a uh, much easier challenge to face. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that that's really good advice. Okay, so let's talk about anything else. And you have other questions? Um, yeah, actually, uh, you know, so you you have so much experience with advising businesses on improving their performance metrics, and and really just you know giving giving advice in general. And I've you know, I've listened to listened to the stuff you've said and, and, and read so much of it. You know what? If you had to zoom out and say, what are the what are some of the most important things that you find yourself telling business owners over and over again? What if what are, what are some of your key takeaways to your to your career at this point? Uh, so I so one thing that I I tell businesses you know over and over again is the the one key factor that I have seen. Uh, and among every successful uh, the businesses that I have dealt with and, and frankly many unsuccessful ones that came to me and they ended up closing is the persistence. So, so that's one thing that you have to have. You, the, you, know, you have to have persistence. And then the next thing is I would say is, is focus. The, the more the narrow that narrow targeting becomes a really important uh, thing and, and that's one of the things actually uh, uh, zero to one Peter Thiel talks about is uh, for, for example in your case you know the, it could be the field sales for everyone right uh, but if you are talking or but if you narrow narrow target it and suppose you are looking at um, you know the IT department or so so what what you will start to see that the challenge that someone who is selling IT product is very different from some from the challenge of someone who is uh, selling, um, you know, I don't know, like a, a you know a TV product or or you know in the major installation. So if you you know the more narrow narrow target your uh, your customers, so just just go find a, a niche and and you want to just dominate it and the what you will start to find is uh, everyone's needs are different even though it's the same product okay and and you know and very often it's not like you have to do anything special for for them your product works for you know which is a typical saas product right it works from uh, no matter so long you're a field sales person it works but the messaging will start to make a difference. So if, if, if you are targeting a, a very specific segment and now you, with your 4,000 uh, customers, you can do an analysis and you can you can figure out, you know, what where your bulk of the customer is in, in terms of in what industries, okay? And, and start looking at the pain points of those particular industry where you have, uh, uh, you know, success at right now. <coughs> And start to tweak messages, and maybe now instead of just one marketing campaign that is for everyone sales marketing, you have ten marketing campaign that is geared towards the you know field sales for those uh, you know specific uh, market segments. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and what what would you say are the best ways to to target an industry? Like so, let's just say that I say, you know. Medical, the medical device industry has a ton of field salespeople. I want to really dominate that industry, and you know, well, pharmaceutical. Let's just assume that's that's a little different, and I'm going to try to. I'm not going to try to sell to 
those guys right now. I'm going to try to go for the for the med device guys. Exactly. How would so, you how would you suggest I go about that? So, so the first thing I would do is uh, I will find out. I'm sure that you will find that you have uh, the med, med device salespeople already, right, in in your system. Right. So I would identify them, and the best thing that I know of is talk to them. How how are they using your uh, you know your app? You know. Where it is helping them, where it is not helping, where they would like, uh, you know, is there something you can do that will be more useful to them? It's it's a matter of talking to your customer and really understanding your pain point. Because you see, that is how, by the way, once you know the pain point of the customer, that's how you your uh, the future marketing messages will also become more uh, more targeted. Yeah, and much better. So that that's what I, I mean. You already have a, you know, 4,000 is a pretty good number. You have a good base. Uh, see if you can segment your customers and see what where they belong to, you know, what, what are the areas uh, and what industry. Point out, definitely uh, talk to them directly Yeah. to find, find out, you know, how your product is helping them uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and as you understand their needs, uh, you will be be better able to first tweak your product if it's needed uh, to make it more relevant and also now you will know what is the appeal uh, and and then then you your marketing message will become more effective okay that 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 does make a ton of sense um, yeah. I, I, that's that's definitely that's spot on you know how how do you go about picking um, like let's just say you have ten industries that you seem to see a lot of people in. How would you mm -hmm. think about picking one? I'm going to focus on this one as opposed to this one. How how, would you, how do you how do you like to do that? So so you know I I like to I you know since you already have said ten industries, the first thing I want to see is uh, is the number one the size of the industry and what kind of competition that you are dealing with within that industry. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and you always go after the what I say the low hanging fruit. So you know it's not necessarily if, if one group has one million and another has ten thousand. I may decide to go after the ten thousand because I know that no because if I see that no one is targeting those people mm -hmm. because it's a very small group. But but you know if, if you have fifty people trying to get to that that you know the the one million number. So again. There, there is no magic formula, Stephen. There, it's just a matter of looking at the the situation, see uh, where is the industry, how useful your product is. Because remember, you know, you can with your four thousand people, you can literally send out a survey and ask them what industry they are in, and you would know, and you you should be able to to know that oh, by industry, what how many people have responded, and 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 how useful how they are using your product mm -hmm. and once you know that industry then i would say dig into that industry try try to understand what is going on how big is it who is the competition how big of a pain it is mm -hmm. in, in that particular industry versus uh, you know uh, is it who is going to more likely to to pay or not for example if in your business if you are finding that most of the uh, most of the paying customers you have are the businesses, right? The cor corporations paying it. Then it may not make sense to go after independent contractors, salespeople, right? Who are doing uh, because 
maybe it, the price point is too much or maybe those, those are the best uh, target customer for that industry because they seem to be you know the ones who are uh, using it most and paying mm -hmm. so, so again digging into what is happening in the business and trying to understand uh, and analyze the data you will start it will start to to open uh, the venues you think will start to get more and more I guess transparent you will see what's happening yeah yeah that, that makes a ton of sense well I, I guess a, a follow-up question to that is you know it's, it's such a complex and noisy world today and you know across all these industries decision makers have uh, a tremendous number of projects and distractions that they're dealing with every day. Um, what are some of the best ways that you think that an organization can stay high enough on their prospects to do list that a deal actually gets done and and doesn't just sit in purgatory forever? You see, this is the this is the toughest thing. Obviously, having some kind of drip campaign always helps. Because it's a constant reminder that, that you exist. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the power—the power of email. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, so, so that 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 is there now. Uh, the other thing that I will again, the better you understand the the pain point of your customers, and that's where I think that again, I don't know, but uh, you know, I suspect that the pain point is going to be different for different. Uh, the vertical markets mm -hmm. uh, but the more you understand the pain point the easier it will be for them to quickly see what is happening right and and uh, and what value that you are bringing uh, what happens for for example if you t say the sales efficiency right and, and if the message is that you know you make your sales process more efficient you you know that they are, they are bombarded with literally hundreds of products like that every week. Mm -hmm. no, nothing. It's not that they are competing with you. But because they are using the same language, it's, it's the same platitude, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so as a result, it does not make them sit up and take notice, right? Uh, so mm -hmm. so that, that's where you need to understand the pain point and then your messaging needs to be really... Uh, that pain point and essentially uh, you know just say that you have a solution for that uh, so you know it's one thing to say uh, your sales process make your sales process more effective another thing is to say you know get 10% more uh, uh, you know more visit from your salespeople in the field right so so when you if your message was like that heck all of a sudden uh, for a sales manager, it's very difficult to not pay attention to it, right? Uh, so, so that that's where my my and when if you do the survey, see these are the things that you can find out from your uh, for your salespeople. You know, we I know that I was dealing with a product, and uh, and they said uh, one of the key things metrics that was nowhere to be found in the marketing was that they can. Uh, this product is saving 80% of the otherwise, you know, the, the customer who would have otherwise left. And I'm like, where is that mess in the message, right? And and, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it became, oh, okay, because they were so focused on the the core functionality of the product that they forgot to talk about the benefit. <laughs>
Yeah, well, and, and I see that happening all the time with with businesses that I'm involved in or that I advise, or or even at our at our company. Yeah. On the marketing side, it's so easy to get wrapped around the uh, the feature or the or the or, or or the technology and not focus on the the benefit to the customer. Exactly, and and you and I know that no one gives a darn about your uh, technology, yeah. product, or the features. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is like, "What's in it for me?" Yeah, uh, and that is that's the message that has to come out, and and I think that you start to see you know, better, I guess, response, you know, from the prospect because they would know exactly, you know, what, what, of what pain that you are, uh, you know, you are, you know, you have asked men for. Right. Yeah, well, you know, this this reminds me of uh, a, a great manager and, and sales leader who I had when I was at Google. We'd be, uh, you know, where I, I was, in, I was. In my, I was I worked at Google uh, years ago in in uh, on the biz, business development sales side, and I'd be discussing a deal with my with with uh, with this leader and 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 it, you know at, we would go back and forth and talk and talk and talk about it, and then he kept he would always just keep closing this closing the the, the discussion on a given uh, deal by asking why are they going to buy Google, why are they going to buy it now. And just keep bringing the focus back to those two things, and I think that's that, that that's an important lesson for a lot of businesses. Yeah, and and again, and, and there are so many things that you know. You see, when when I'm when I tell you, you are like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense, and it's not like you did not know that. It's just like when when we are, and I have the same problem when we are running every day, running our own businesses. Uh, there are things that start to slip. Mm-hmm. And and you just focus on one thing and and the other thing is like deep. And this 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 is the reason why there 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 are few business books that I make it a rule to read it at least once a year. Oh really? What 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 are those books? That 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 sounds fascinating to know. You, you know, like uh, the, there's a book by Stephen Collins. is is called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, it's it's essentially what they what this book does is it has it. It breaks down the. It is it's a basically research book, so it looks at the companies that were say 20 years back at the same level, and then then one segment has just gone through the roof, another either stagnated or declined or died, and say and it does a research to say what what was the successful company doing versus what were the not so successful or failed companies doing. Oh wow! And and I'm telling you, every time I read, it's like, okay, geez, you know, I, I can try this thing. Uh, so because you you pick up so many nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, same thing, I would say, this Peter Thiel's book, uh, Zero to One, mm-hmm. is every time that that I read, is I I get, is you know, it's not like very often you won't get a new idea, but you say, oh, geez, you know, I'm, you know, I'm again, I slipped here. <laughs> I need to go back to the basics on this point. Uh, and then there's another by Horowitz, you know, the guy who is with uh, mm-hmm. Anderson Horowitz, yeah. the venture fund. And his book is uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah. So, again, when you are when you read that, it's, it's like one, one time we read it and it's like, oh, it's nice. Uh, and then you read it again. And every time it seems like I, I read, this, I read these books, I pick up something or... 
I realized that, okay, I'm, I'm, again, I got back into the bad habit of making this, this, this error that, yeah. that I had fixed it, but it, it's just human nature. You, you start to drift back into, you know, day-to-day life. It's very hard to stay focused. Yeah. So, uh, so those are the, the, where when I'm reading those, there's another book that actually I bought, geez, you know, 20 years back or even, yeah, at least 20 years back. It was a Forbes book. It said the great minds of business. And it has this four people, you know, from the olden era. You know, there's Booker, uh, Steve Booker, who was the, I guess, the Fed uh, guy when, with Carter and Reagan. And he is the one who really tamed the inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this uh, Andy Grover from uh, Intel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this, uh, you know, the Magellan Fund founder. I forget forgetting the name. So, so he had like three, four people and 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 you just again i i read that once a year and every time I'm reading, it's like oh geez you know either it's investment or whatever you are doing so so having some foundation book will definitely help but uh, i would just say that uh, the more you the more you focus a narrow target your uh, uh, your prospect the better is your is the probability of this uh, the target setting up and taking notice yeah yeah that that yeah i i feel like i've learned a, trem- a tremendous amount today i wanted to maybe it's a maybe it's a good idea to summarize a few of the things that that are that i'm taking away from from this just for the for for the listeners here um so first thing that really jumped out at me build upon your success um you know in a marketing perspective what's 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 going? Where, where, where things are going well, double down. Um, yes. Second thing is uh, persistence. Is the the thing that is probably the characteristic that that you that you see leading to success, and and you, and you need you find yourself needing wanting uh, business owners to, to to do more of is is be more persistent, and that tenacity and persistence is is uh, a key characteristic of success. Third is third is focus. So stay narrow, stay narrow in your focus, and and have and and potentially have verticals that you focus on even further. So the more narrow you can be, and and sometimes it, it means winning a, a ten thousand person market instead of a, a million person market, because by having focus there, you can win big, um, uh, because there was no one going after that market. Um, target the pain point um, of those focus customers. So zoom in. Listen to them, talk to them, find out what their pain points are, and really uh, and 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 solve them, target them. Um, and then marketing is about incremental wins. There are a lot of singles and doubles, um, and that was that that was a really a heartening. That's a really heartening piece of advice for me because it's uh, even though you're it, sometimes it feels like you're you're just spinning your wheels in marketing, but it's like oh, but actually I guess that was a a one percent bump a bump in that uh, in that segment, and and that's that that's the win that we've got to look for. So it, it's you know on the sales side, it's easy to hunt, it's easy to 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 fish for whales on in sales, but in marketing. You know, this is more of a net, and you're looking to catch a whole bunch of minnows, a lot of singles and doubles, a lot of a lot of one percent bumps. And you know, and it's not just the marketing in what even on in sales, like uh, good to great, it's kind of interesting. You know, it looks at the successful company and the 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 unsuccessful ones. 
you know, they would have like 100% sales increase one year and then, then would have nothing and then again, you know, so like up and down. Uh, but the, the great companies were grow, would grow just on the, on the average 20% per year, that's all. Mm-hmm. But, but what happens that very soon, if you can continue like you were talking in the beginning, if you, if you are increasing your sales by 10%, then pretty soon now you are adding 1,000 per month. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that that's the uh, you know in the increment having you you are able to plan it better. You can handle everything better. Those kind of growth. So, I, I, I think that you you have such a solid base already with four thousand users that you should be able to build upon upon them. Just dig into it and and I the good luck and we keep keep us posted because you know this is. Uh, this is, looks seems like a great product to me. And Thanks. You have the worldwide usage, and this is uh, fantastic. It's just a matter of how do you build. Yeah, it's take it to the next level. That's right. It's it's all about growth for us right now. And and it, it, with with that in mind, um, I I uh, I'd be happy to offer any of any of your users or or listeners, I guess, who who it's helpful for, you know, who have a field sales team or um, you know have friends in field sales. Uh, you know, we, we, I'd be happy to offer two months free of our product. Just, you know, when, when they have them, when they call up, uh, or when they do a trial and, and call up and interact with, with, uh, the people that get them set up, just have them mention the founder's corner and, and they'll, uh, they'll, we'll, we'll we'll just, you know, change the account to be a two, you know, to, to be two months free and, and let them, uh, let them really get a, take the thing out for a test drive and, and play with it. Uh, re- really helpful for field salespeople. Um, anyone who's going out in the field needs to route and plan and schedule their their uh, their day and, and have focus. It's uh, that's that's what we're trying to trying to facilitate here. And how do they reach you? Uh, the best way to reach us is to go to our website. So just Google um, Badger Badger Map. So like the animal B A D G E R Badger, uh, the Badger Map, and. Uh, and then they'll find our website and and they can sign up there. It's badgermapping.com is the is the website. So we we will definitely uh, I encourage all the listeners uh, of uh, Founders Corner to contact uh, Steve and uh, and get additional month of uh, free trial and uh, and then we will just go from there. So it's wonderful, Steve. It was very nice talking to you. Uh, and do you have any other questions? No, this has been so helpful, AJ. I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to help me out here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you're listening through one of these programs, visit our main page at www.gmrwebteam.com forward slash the Founders Corner.